Welcome to the Checkered Jaguar, where normalizing difficult conversations is just what we do. I'm your host, Braisha Dover. I'm a mental health advocate, cancer survivor, elite social media manager, business owner, and creator. It's time to get vulnerable and find that inner confidence to roar. Find the Checkered Jaguar on the web, where you can learn more about social media management and creative direction services, and you can go to feel inspired and understood with meaningful written blogs. Check it out at checkeredjaguar.com. Find the Checkered Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok at Checkered Jaguar. Now let's dive into this podcast episode. All right, welcome back to the Checkered Jaguar podcast episode. Today's episode is extremely special to me and one I've been looking forward to for a while. So today we're joined by Ann Wilson, the Chief Executive Officer at Ignite Counseling and Equine Psychotherapy. Ignite was founded seven years ago in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ignite was created to fill a need for clinically focused therapy that included the equine component. As mental health professionals, Ignite treats individuals with mental health challenges all the way from PTSD, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, anxiety, and so much more. Ignite works with children, teens, individuals, families, groups, and couples. Anne holds her master's in clinical mental health counseling and specializes in equine-assisted EMDR and equine psychotherapy. So today, I'm truly honored to be here with Anne. And Anne and I share a similar bond and deep love for horses and have both felt the healing effects these beautiful creatures have on humans. So today, we will be discussing how horses help with recovery, what equine-assisted therapy programs look like, and gain a better understanding and appreciation towards the incredible horse-human connection. We are also going to be learning about how Ignite came to be and hear about some of Anne's incredible experiences during Ignite's seven years of practice. So we are also going to start things off by having Anne introduce herself to the listeners. So Anne, if you could tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, your background, and anything that you want listeners to know from the get-go. Hi. Well, I think you did a really great job of introducing me and my background and credentials, Anne Wilson. Uh, licensed professional counselor, owner of Ignite Counseling and Equine Psychotherapy in North Scottsdale. Just a little background about me. I grew up in Pittsburgh and then we moved to Cleveland. My dad was in the steel industry and so he retired in uh, Arizona. And I ended up following my parents out here in the early 2000s and I wanted to get into the hospitality industry. So I had the opportunity to work at some of the big resorts in the Scottsdale area, including the Arizona Biltmore, the Phoenician, and even Wild Horse Pass. So through that, I did um, a lot of corporate and team building events, incorporating horses into pretty much corporate activities, including round penning and cattle drives and wranglering and trail rides, etc. And so I just sort of fell in love with the idea of working with horses for a living. Who wouldn't love that? Right. So, yeah. So I, uh, ironically, I met my husband at the Phoenician Resort 
And we worked together for a little while. We got married. We had a little girl. And after I had our, after we had our daughter, I said to my husband, look, I do not want to go back to the hospitality industry. Who's going to raise this child? Right. Working in hospitality is a, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. So I said, you know what I really love to do is go back and get my master's in counseling. And I really want to focus on the interaction between horses and humans. I want to make that my professional development. Right. And so after he was like, I think you've lost your mind. Um, <laughs> are you joking me? Because I was actually just offered a big position in one of the resorts running all their events. Oh, And wow. I was like, nope, not going to do it. I'm going back to get my master's. Oh, um, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Talk about couples therapy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh So he said, okay, all right, let's do it. So I went back, got my master's. And then through that process, really studied the horse-human interaction. It was really cool because I went to the University of Phoenix and the professors were so supportive and they helped me with my professional development. And they just were just, you know, helped with the education, kind of guiding me in the right place. And so was able to really through that get to get to where I'm at right now. Mm. That's amazing. And also so cool. You met your husband in your career and um, that you guys have a daughter. And how old is she today? So she's 12. Wow. And guess what? She wants nothing to do with horses. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's okay. There's no rule book saying you have to always get along or, you know, be a horse person. But that is kind of ironic, a little funny. I know. She has has the cutest pony too, butterscotch, but nope, nothing to do with horses. But I'll tell you what, this kid can swim. That's for sure. So oh my gosh. That's yeah. her own. I'm supporting her on her own journey, not making her on mine. You know? I love that. I love that. Good for her that she likes to swim and she sounds like yeah. pretty amazing at it. So I want to hear now about how initially you got into horses and how you opened up Ignite and really just give us a background on how you got to where you're at today with Ignite. Okay. Well, how I got into horses started when I was a child. I I don't know where it came from. My parents even said, like, I think that she came out thinking that she was a horse. Um, I just was obsessed with horses my entire life. And I'll never forget one of my first memories that I have is that there is this little, actually it's not little, it's a it's a big amusement park in Pittsburgh called Kennywood Park. Yeah. And they had the pony rides at Kennywood. And they had chutes. Like these ponies were like walking around in a chute. And I stood in line and I was like, I am going to get on those ponies. And so I got on this pony. And as soon as I got on that pony, I kicked him and he took off so fast. I'll never forget. My mom was like, oh, no. And this guy, he took off. And I'm like, this is the best thing of my life. This is this is my jam. And so ever since then, I have been in love with horses. So my parents were super supportive. We had horses. We owned horses. I was tr- I was always training, right. um, always going to shows, jumping. Um road dressage. I still ride dressage and compete right now. And so my love for horses has always been there. I always knew horses, understand them very, very well. Um, They helped me through a really hard time in my life. And so I just love being with them. And so when I decided to go back to school, I figured, well, I kind of already know the horses. Now it's time to really understand the people. And so through that, it's been its own journey. And so it's been fun being able to combine my love for 
therapy and counseling with my passion for horses. Right. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. And I love that little you even then knew that she had a love for horses. That's amazing. After you finished your master's degree and program, how long was it before you opened up Ignite? During the time when I finished my master's, I was a licensed associate counselor and the Arizona Board of Behavioral Health allowed us to open up supervised private practices. So that gave me the opportunity to sort of explore working with horses and clients, which was a great opportunity. Ignite really sort of grew with my professional development with my career as well. Mm. And so as it got bigger and as I got, you know, more education, more learning experiences, became an independently licensed counselor. Now I'm a clinical supervisor who is providing the opportunity for other clinicians to get their clinical hours working for Ignite. Wow. Well, I love your story. I think it's amazing what you're offering to people today. So let's dive in now to the various programs that Ignite offers, as well as insights into your team at Ignite. And I would also love to have you explain to us what EMDR is and how EMDR is incorporated into your program. Absolutely. The programs that we offer at Ignite, uh, we work with individual clients, groups, families, and couples, etc. So um, some of the different programming that we offer is working with residential treatment facilities. We fill in as their equine psychotherapy programs. So what that means is that they're inpatient And then they will bring the behavioral health technicians from that facility, will drive the clients out to our ranch, and then they participate in equine psychotherapy activity or equine psychotherapy programming. And so we're offering that, you know, we have several groups a week that we're offering equine psychotherapy to. A little bit about the programming, the modalities that we work within. One of them is equilateral, which is the equine-assisted EMDR protocol. Uh, It was actually created by Sarah Jenkins, who happens to be local. So what that means is that we can incorporate EMDR into working with the horses. Mm. So with our group that come out from the various locations, we're doing a lot of preparation, tool building, resourcing, things that they can learn about their their own experience with the horses that they can apply back to the program. Um, and essentially really back to life. Okay, well, that was a great breakdown of some of the things that Ignite offers in their program and treatment. So how many horses do you have on property today? And what are some of the personas of some of the horses? And what are their roles look like with helping clients? So we have close to 30 horses on site. 25 of those horses are actually in the in a jumping program. So they're with Sweetwater Ranch, where those horses have somehow decided that they wanted to be part of our program as well. Right. Um, that's just the way it goes. They get excited to see us when the groups show up. And so they're super interactive. They're in the prime of their life. They're athletes. And so they feel good. And so they they really like to come over and interact with our clients. So we'll see them a lot of times in turnouts where we'll go and walk with the different horses that are in the turnouts and we'll have, which gives us this fantastic opportunity for herd observation where we're just noticing the horses or we're describing what we're seeing with them right. and we're getting to know their different types of personalities. Right there, we've got about 25. And then I have five of ours that are part of Ignite 
including Violet and Butterscotch. And then Jackson, he's not owned by me, but he's part of the program. Um, and same, same goes with Token. Again, not owned by me, but he is like in love with our program. He wanted to be part of the program before his owner even knew because he'd see our group walk by and he'd go to the door and ask oh. to come out. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's the sweetest thing. Wow. He's so, he loves working with our clients. He's so cute. Mm. And then James is the same way. He's a really funny, he's an off off the track thoroughbred. And he and I said, Hey, do you wanna I said to his owner, I said, I think James really would be a great asset to our program. So we tried him and James was like, I'm sorry, is this a thing? I get to do this? I get to stand <laughs> here and hang out with these kids and they tell me how beautiful I am and this is my this is my jam. Oh he's like, gosh. I'm all about it. Yeah. So they all have different personalities. They all they some that are goofy, some take a little while to warm up to. Um, some are just like, hey, how's it going? I love you, you know, and the other ones are like, hey, I'm just I like to get to know who you are. Right. So, you know, they're just they all have funny different personalities that we that we all kind of are, are noticing as we're working with them. I love that. And your little pony's name is Butterscotch, correct? So the pony's name is Butterscotch, but the mini, his name is Jackson. Okay. So, okay. So when I came down to the ranch and saw the property, I met I met all the horses, but... You met all the horses, yeah. Okay, but Jackson was the little pony. The little mini, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, man, they're all so sweet, and I love that they each have different unique personalities. Oh, for sure. Okay, so as we've learned, all different kinds of people come to your ranch and benefit from the equine therapy that you and your team offer. So... Something I know you have told me is that each person's timeline of treatment looks different depending on where they are at in their journey. So how do you and the team help individuals feel comfortable throughout their journey and support them along the way? Yeah, I think that's a really great question because the program is designed for just that, for being able to meet people with where they're at. So you've got folks that are coming and going through the different residential treatment facilities. So you might have somebody that just showed up that's detoxing, right. while somebody else is, is like ready to move on into, you know, a, a, a step down facility. So how do we make sure that each person has a really great experience? Well, one thing that I've learned over the years is that I just ask them what they need mm. in that time. So we have the opportunity to check in with our group. And then through that group check-in, we get an idea as to where they're at in their program, what they might need in that specific time with the horses. Right. So being able to ask, saying, hey, do you guys need more energy? Do you need to chill? Do you need just to get oriented? Do we need to do some mindful exercises? What is it that we can do to meet to help you today? Right. You know, and you'll be surprised. I've had some clients that are like, we need some moon boots because we have been doing nothing but trauma processing for the last week. Right. And I'm like, sounds good. Let's go. Let's go hang out with some horses and get into our moon boots. I love that so that we can stay present and in the moment. Right. And so we're pretty open. We also meet people with where they're at. If you're just coming out of a detox facility, I don't know, going out and walking around and like being outside is just it could be a lot. So we might just say, hey, feel comfortable sitting down and observing while other people are out walking with the horses. Right. So we're just meeting people with where they're at. Mm. And that's been sort of, and we also don't make people do anything they don't feel comfortable doing. 
I love that. And just asking them what they need and being in tune with what they need as well. I think that's amazing that you guys do that and you customize everything to what the individual needs. So that's beautiful. Absolutely. And one thing I've noticed is that if I come in with an idea before group, like my my team laughs. They're like, don't do that. Because every time you're like, hey, we're going to do this today, it changes because it, it doesn't fit with the group might need. Right. So right. You have to be adaptable. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So you probably have to throw that out the back door and just come in with a clean slate and really ask what the group needs. And yeah. So there there's evidence backing the horse human connection and how equine therapy can provide support and helping people feel safe, grounded and comforted. So Can you share some of the science-based evidence surrounding the effectiveness of equine therapy for mental health and well-being? Absolutely. So there's, so basically equine therapy, it's pretty new. And so a lot of things that we've seen over the years is really anecdotal, just what people are observing instead of really having empirical data that support it, right? So with empirical data, you want whatever you're doing to be reliable and valid, which means that what I'm doing is going to produce the same results each time that I do it. So it's reliable and that it's actually going to change. It's going to shift. So it's also valid as well. And I can reproduce this every single time. And that's really the basis of empirical data. And so it's, you know, you're asking for empirical with these animals, which is kind of a tricky little thing. So what we know about EMDR is that there is empirical data to support it, which means that it can be reliable and it's valid and it works. Right. So when we combine equine-assisted EMDR through equilateral, then we know there's empirical data to support it. So we've been collecting our own data over the last several years. Basically, we'll have uh, worksheets that each client will, upon check-in, will fill out, which means that they're checking in with their mind, their body, and their spirit on a scale of zero to 10. And so they'll go out afterwards and then they'll hang out with the horses. They'll come back. They'll do a checkout with mind, body, and spirit, zero to 10, and see if anything has changed. And I'll tell you what, over seven years and all these worksheets, you will see an increase in overall feelings of mind, body, and spirit and overall well-being mm. after people have been with the horses for two for two hours. So we have our own data, which I'm well aware for the community. They're, the community is probably like, what? What? We need to have this published. I'm well aware of that. We need to do something with this. Yeah. But we're able to see that every time that somebody comes out, they're going to change. They're going to shift. There's going to be an increase in their overall mind, body, and spirit. Right. The other thing too that's really interesting that we'll see with people and their just their physical being with the animals. Well, here I started off with a headache. My headache's gone. I started off with my shoulders were hurting. They feel much better now. I started off, we had one one kid who had significant rheumatoid arthritis. We had him do a pain scale pre and post being with the horses. And we would see an increase every single time he would check out. Wow. So we're still trying to gather that data. The other really neat study that's out there is done through HeartMath, where they have put monitors on both horses and humans. And so what they've seen is that the horses and the humans would start to link up into this optimal place of coherency uh, within the heart rate variance. So the idea 
the idea of coherency is when if you inhale, your heart rate increases. When you exhale, your heart rate decreases. So coherency is sort of this balance in between that state. Right. And so it's this optimal place where we can be calm yet super alert. We can be present in that coherent state. And so what they found was that when humans are with horses through this through this heart map study is that they link us into that HRV, that heart rate variance, that coherent state. Wow. So there is some scientific basis to wanting to be with the horses. And they found that that's happening because of electromagnetic waves amongst the horses themselves within their hearts themselves within the herd. And then we get brought into that, that beautiful place with them. Right. Oh, that's amazing. So do you ever have anyone come and they're a little skeptical or they're not as convinced that the equine therapy can work and then they leave and they're like completely different story. This changed my life. Do you have things like that that have happened? Yeah, every week. Every <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like Dang. why we do what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting people that come in that are like, I'm not so sure about this. And then they'll even tell us, they're like, I kind of came into this program thinking I'm not so sure. Right. And then once they have that experience or they're learning something about the horse or they're feeling that heart rate variance, or they're noticing that their numbers are going up, they feel calm for the first time all week when they're around the horse, you know, they feel like they're out of their, their head. They feel like there's like this sort of unconditional acceptance by the animals that they're loving, you know, so it changes them I can't tell you how many times people have contacted me after people have you know or family members have contacted me and said hey I just need to let you know all this kid is talking about since he's been out of recovery is butterscotch (laughs) we just need to come up and meet that pony and thank him you know so that's why we love what we do Mm, That's incredible. I want to jump now to some of the common challenges that might come up in sessions or roadblocks that clients may face during their recovery. So what do those roadblocks look like? And I know that it'll be different for everyone, but overall, how do you help individuals work through obstacles during their time at Ignite? If there's a roadblock that comes up or there's a resistance client, then it's almost like embrace it and figure out why why are we having this roadblock and what is coming up for that client right and what's coming up for the for the clinician that actually thinks that this might be a roadblock what's going on there and then what's going up coming up for the client where they're they're not progressing any further and so that takes some investigation as to it could be a defensive mechanism that's a clinical defensive mechanism You know, so these are all things that we just have to look at and explore. But, you know, one of the first things that we need to recognize as clinicians is why are we recognizing, why are we labeling this as a roadblock and what's coming up for us in that moment? And then how do we work through it ourselves? Are we being triggered? And then we have to do our own work through that to help that client out. What you do is incredible work. So thank you for sharing about that. And I... I would love to shift to some of the success stories and beautiful moments that have occurred at the ranch. And I know you shared some of those moments with me and experiences that patients have had when I came out and visited the ranch. And can you just give us some, maybe a couple 
moments where the horses have instinctively known what the individual needs during a session and just any surreal moments that have occurred between the human and horse in a session. Oh my goodness. So I, I've had experiences where the client will be feeling a certain way and telling me they're feeling a certain way, but my horse is telling me that they're feeling a different way. And so I can kind of figure out by just by the horse's reaction and just bringing notice to the client that the horse is reacting a certain way as to what's happening internally for that client. Mm. Okay. So for example, horses are really, really, really keen to incongruency. Okay. So what that means is how you're acting and presenting on the outside does not match what's happening on the inside. Right. Okay. So think about a predator. So we have prey animals. We're in a barn full of prey animals and they have to be in tune to this incongruency because predators are incongruent, right? Mm-hmm. A predator is not going to come over and be like, hey, guess what? I'm going to hurt you right now. Right. They're going to sneak up on you, okay? So they're external. They look calm. They look cool. But then internally, their motivation is to attack, mm-hmm. all right? So horses, they're not really judging our emotions, but what they are in tune to is if they're congruent or incongruent. If I'm working with a client, and I've I, this just happened not too long ago, where this client has a really great relationship with my horse, I'm noticing that my horse is like, see you, and walks away. I have to check in with my client and say what's happening internally, what emotion's coming up, and why are we trying to block that emotion? Why don't we why don't want to just see what happens if we sit with it for a minute or we let or we acknowledge that 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 is here, that part is here or that emotion is here. Right. What happens with the horse and then the horse and then they'll sit there with it, you know, and then why? What's the benefit of trying to block it out? Is that needed? Do we need to? Are we safe now? Can we just sit with this? Right. And then the horse will come back over. So. Wow. You know, experiences like that are pretty, pretty intense. But now also keep in mind that if I have an animal that's so in tune to incongruency, then I have to be really congruent about what's going on internally with me as the clinician as well. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Which is, yeah, that's a lot to handle right there. I mean, seriously, yeah. you have to be on your A game. I lost my father in January and I was like, how am I going to do this? They're going to, my horse is going to know. So right. I was like, you know what? And I even talked with my staff. I'm like, I'm just going to go sit with Violet for a little bit and let her know what's going on and why I'm feeling the certain ways that I am instead of trying to block it. And then she would be like, what is going on with you? Right. It's amazing that you not only are helping so many, but you are able to sit and be with these creatures and process what you've gone through in your life and what you continue to go through and just be authentic and vulnerable with these creatures too, just like you would hope your your clients would be. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's really funny because whatever somebody needs, it usually shows up in sessions. So like if we're seeing a theme where a client has boundaries that are pushed the entire time they're with the, where they're with their horses, sometimes we'll stop and we'll say, Hey, um, are we working on boundaries? Yeah. You know, with our, is this maybe something that we're working on? Yeah, right. we are working on it. I'm like, okay, so let's reframe this. Let's, uh, 
let's let's acknowledge that and let's help you. Let's see if we can do something in session right now about boundaries and how you yeah, can apply that. Yeah, some intense magic is happening over there every week. <laughs> intense stuff all the time. Yeah. What are some of your responsibilities and roles on a day-to-day basis with attending to the horses, helping the staff, and just a rundown about your day-to-day responsibilities at the ranch? It's kind of neat the way that the ranch is set up. It's on 10 acres and there's three different businesses that are on site. And so so luckily I don't own I don't own the ranch, but I don't run the ranch. Uh, mm. So their, their horses are cared for, their staff that is there that clean the stalls and feed the horses, turn them out and just kind of keep an eye on them 24 seven. Right. So my responsibilities lie in making sure that my animals and all the animals are really, really well taken care of. I spend a lot of time just looking after their well being, And then same with my staff. So uh, it's kind of funny because I've kind of come to this realization you know, through business that if I take really, really good care of my horses and take really, really good care of the team, then they take really, really good care of the clients. So mm-hmm. it's sort of true for everybody. So we're making sure the horses are, are you know, in tip-top shape um, and that the staff is getting what they need. So I'm a clinical supervisor, so we're doing a ton of supervision. I do a lot of role-playing, coming up with different, you know, workbooks for the staff to look at right. um, and, and to have. So really just being a a, a, a sort of a, kind of at the at the helm of the business but just making sure that everybody is in a great spot has really been my my new position since we've been growing as much as we have and then just sort of managing managing the groups and managing the future of the business so right and then I'm taking on doing more social media stuff i mean it's it's you know it's it's fun yeah Oh, I, I love that it's fun for you too. And I, I know you're yeah. passionate about it because that just makes everything you do that much more fulfilling. It is. It's fun. I love it. I get to pinch myself every day yeah. that I get to go <laughs> and work with these animals every day. That's amazing. Wow. So how do you make sure to take care of your own mental health so that you can be the best version of yourself for your clients? That's a really, really great question. And here's like just a tidbit, you know, advice from a clinician. Um, I always tell people, <laughs> don't see a counselor who's not seeing a counselor. Okay. Mm. So, <laughs> and make sure that your counselor's counselor seeing a counselor too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like we all need to be seeing somebody. Right. right. So like working through my own stuff has been a really powerful part of me being a clinician. Um you know, you have to be able to recognize those other parts of yourself that might, like I said before, might be in alignment, might be blocking the growth of your client. So you really have to be in tune to that. So definitely own work for, you know, and I, I recommend it for all my clinicians that work for me as well and my interns, but in actually all staff. But yeah. the other thing too <laughs> is that I'm lucky because I, you know, I can get up, I can get on Violet, I can go for a ride on her. I can kind of set my day the way that I want to. And then I can see clients afterwards. I swim at night. It's kind of a new thing I've taken on over the last seven years is swimming. It's a thing. It it just, I started swimming at night because my daughter is on a swim team. And then I was like, hey, I'm going to join a master swim team. And now this whole thing has turned on into a life of its own. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I know. It's hilarious. I know. It's, It's getting weird. 
Um, <laughs> and I'm getting faster. I don't know what's happening. And so, yeah. But anyway, I absolutely love it. And I can tell a difference in my just in my overall well-being right if I need to be in the you know if I'm swimming I feel great it's a great place for me to reset it's a great place for me to process the day um it's my time and so it's something that I just need to be able to function and do what I do absolutely wow yeah I mean, that that's amazing that you found swimming and also that you prioritize seeing a therapist and getting counseling of your own as well. And I, I think that's very powerful. So I'm glad that you have that and that that's just part of your life as well. Okay, so Ignite works with some of the top recovery groups in the Valley. Can you share with us any new exciting news or noteworthy mentions of who Ignite has had the opportunity to work with and who Ignite will be working with in the future? So we're contracted with several, like we said, several different uh, recovery homes. And each recovery home has different populations. So work with Native American population, with adolescents that are in recovery. There is a new eating disorders treatment center that's opening up in North Scottsdale. We're finalizing the contract with that group, which is a big deal for us. Um, And then we're also uh, hoping to expand into other areas um, in Arizona as well. So there's a lot of growth and potential right now within the business, which is really exciting. Oh, that's so exciting and amazing, probably for you to see the progress of how far everything's come in these seven years. It's gone from me and two ESs to me, three three interns and 10 ESs. So it's mm. it's quite the growth. Wow. For sure. Oh, that's incredible. Well, I want to just say thank you so much for your time. And before we close out, is there anything additional you'd like to add or closing remarks about Ignite or your experience or anything before we close out? Yeah, I'm just so happy that you connected with me. I loved your journey with your horse, Blue. Uh, and I enjoyed seeing how, I'll be honest, when I watched your YouTube video, I had tears in my eyes because I knew exactly that feeling that you had about that connection with that animal and how amazing and how healing that's been for you. Um, And so therefore, you know, I'm glad that we can kind of put it into a clinical, you know, package and we can allow this to go out there for other people. That's been my journey is, you know, horses helped me through a tough time. So therefore I really wanted other people to get that magic as well. And I know that you and I both share that. And I think that's pretty special. Yeah. So for anybody that's interested in asking questions or would love love to come out for a session, they can go on our website at www.igniteequine.com. There's a referral page. They can fill it out. We'll respond and, and get people up and out to the ranch. The quicker we can get people to the ranch and out to, you know, nature, the better. So absolutely, we're here. Well, and I'll include that for sure below and people can click on that and see Ignite's website and check that out. And yeah, thank you so much for what you said. I also feel very honored that you were here and took time out of your day and week to be a part of this. And yeah, if, if anyone out there listening gets the chance to check out the ranch or come for a session, it's it's a very healing and beautiful property. And yeah, so thank you so much, Anne. Thank you so much for being here. 
for listening and sticking it through even with challenging conversations. Do you have an experience or story that you feel would be a good fit for the Checker Jaguar? Email me at thecheckerjaguar at gmail.com. I am always looking for stories that bring out important discussions and lead to having thought-provoking conversations. Stay tuned for the Checker Jaguar's next podcast. But in the meantime, follow along with me at Checker Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok.